several years ago, I don't even know how many, it's probably 15 or so years ago, we were living in Wichita Falls and we had just moved there. And at this point, our son, Will, who is now almost 19 years old, was just a little baby. And Katie uh, was just like, maybe just a few months old, six months old, something like that. They were teeny tiny. And so we just moved to this town, Wichita Falls, and it was the summer. It was coming up on 4th of July. And so we were trying to find a good place to go watch fireworks. And so we asked everyone and they're like, yeah, here's where you need to go. There's this great show. It's over in this place. I don't even remember. I think it might've been at a golf course or something like that. Um, but we went and we wanted to get good seats. We wanted to make sure that we were there in time to, to stake out a place on the lawn. And we were brought like a picnic bl blanket and some camping chairs and stuff like that. And so we had this plan that uh, we're going to go and there's going to be great fireworks. And so we got there early enough to stake out that claim. And then it's just like this waiting game. Like you don't really know when the show is gonna start. Uh, it's hot and so you got these young kids that you're just trying to keep entertained and keep happy until the, the show starts. And the whole time we're just thinking like, when is it, when is it gonna start? When's it gonna start? And so we kept watching, the sun got lower and lower, the, 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 the sky got darker and darker. And we're like, surely it's gonna start sometime soon. It's, it's gotta start sometime soon. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally it got dark enough and we see the first firework go off. And it's just like this like sparkly trail that goes up into the sky. And like, as soon as we see it, like everyone goes, ah, you know, like you do. And then like it was, the way this firework was, it's one of those that like the sparkly trail and then it like disappears for a second. And then there's this big boom and it shoots off everything. And so that's what this one was. And so we watched that trail and then it fizzled out and then boom, and it was awesome. And then something crazy happened. And I don't know if it was just a coincidence or if there's some science behind how the firework caused this to happen. But the instant that that firework went boom, it started pouring down rain. <laughs> immediately, immediately pouring down rain, like not just like starting to sprinkle, but like whoosh, like it was like the torrential downpour happened the instant that firework went off. And it was awesome. Like we were standing there and like, it's, it's not like, you know how there's different kinds of rain and you look out your window and sometimes it's like scary rain, like, oh, don't go out in the rain. But then sometimes it's like the fun rain. We're like, oh, I wanna go play in the puddles. It was that kind of rain. It was like fun, exciting rain. And so everyone's standing out there and the fireworks kept going off and everyone's just standing in this pouring rain and like we're laughing and we're cheering. And that rain made that fireworks show a thousand times better. Like it's a, it's a memory that I'll have forever. And I never would have, planned it. You couldn't plan it, right? You can't plan a rainstorm. Never would have thought that the rain would have made the fireworks better, but everyone in the crowd was just like laughing. Like we're looking at each other, like, can you believe this? Like, this is incredible. And so just pouring down rain and fireworks going off everywhere. And, and like, we're just holding our, our, our kids so they can see. And it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. I think about that and kind of compare that to, to what I do for a living. Uh, which is youth ministry. And there's a lot of times where in youth ministry, you're thinking, all right, when's this thing gonna happen? Like, I know that God is doing something. When's it gonna happen? And you're, and you're hopeful and you, and you make your plans and you show up and then you just kind of wait. And you're like, when, when's it gonna happen? And then you see that first little stream of fireworks go up and you're like, oh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And you know the fireworks are gonna be there, 
but you don't know about the rain. And all of a sudden, God, make, you see that firework, but then God adds something to it that's just so amazing. Like it's something you never could have planned. It's something you never could have thought of. You never would have thought of, but God just like dumps all this blessing into it. And it's exciting. It's what, it's, it's what I love. As a parent, you might've experienced it too. I don't think this is isolated to just youth ministry. It happens in parents and families, teachers, uh, all kinds of things. Like you're waiting and you see the beginnings of this thing and you just know, like I know the fireworks are gonna be awesome, but then God adds this little extra to it and makes it even better than you ever could have imagined. Um, there's a verse that I have... Uh, I'm not original in this. Like this isn't like some like super secret verse that y'all have never heard. But there's a verse that I go back to uh, often in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four through nine. And says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And that's kind of been a, like a centralizing verse for me as, a, as I've gone through ministry or as I've been a parent. Um, I remind myself that this is what ministry looks like. This is what parenting is. This is what it means to be a family in the kingdom of God is that we don't just go to church on Sunday. We don't just do these things every once in a while, but that every day we are to impress these things on our children. And that's what we try to do. And this summer has been awesome. Uh, youth ministry summers are incredible. It's, it's what you live for as a youth minister. Like through the school year, everyone's busy and they're doing all these different things and you, you get little, very little access to, to the students because of sports and band and choir and drama and all the things that are going on and uh, UIL, all, all the stuff. And so in, in the summer, school stops and you have so much access to the students that you get to spend weeks at a time with them. And so I've loved this summer and something has been happening this summer. And, and that's what I want to talk to y'all about today because it's like you're, we're seeing the beginning of this little firework just shooting up in the sky. And it's not a new thing for us here at GCR. Like we've had a rich and wonderful history of youth ministry here at GCR. But in, in what's in our current state, like I, I'm seeing this thing and I'm like, I know the fireworks coming, but I'm really excited to see what God is going to add to it. I'm really, I'm really excited to see what God is going to do. And so today what I wanted for us to do is instead of y'all just sitting up here or sitting there and me standing up here and y'all just listening to me, um, I wanted to share some stories with y'all about some things that have happened just in the last couple of months with our students. And I want for you to hear not just from me, but from the students themselves about some of these experiences that we've had. Um, and so I'm going to ask, uh, you'll also get to hear from our, our interns and our other youth minister, Jaden, they're going to come up here in a second. So uh, Chloe, if you will start making your way up here and uh, Lily and Will, where's Lily? Where's, there's Lily sitting right in the front row. She was prepared. Uh, these other two have to walk a long ways, but um, but these are, so this is Lily Hill. This is Will Bundy. He's my son. And this is Chloe, one of our summer interns. And I wanted them to come up and talk about one of our big experiences that we had this summer that I think was kind of a turning point for our youth group. And that is Encounter. And so let me make sure this is on. I should have done this earlier. Sorry. But here's Chloe. 
Awesome. Okay, like he said, I'm Chloe Suddeth. I'm the youth intern this summer, and I've had the privilege of hanging out with the teenagers, and it's been a blast. But I want to talk to you guys specifically about Encounter. I, we just got back from camp, so I'm, my voice is gone. But Encounter is a week-long camp at the beginning of June, and it's kids from going into freshman year all the way up to high school graduates like Will. So Lily's going into freshman year, and Will just graduated. And it's super high energy. There's lots of activities constantly going on. We do lots of crafts and sports, but also there's so much spiritual teaching going on. They go to three different classes a day, and then we end the night with a keynote, normally from a speaker who comes from somewhere else. And then we have amazing worship, and it's just super high energy, high spiritual moments all week long. And I want the kids to be able, or the kids, the students, to be able to tell y'all about their experience there. Um, first, we're going to start off with what's something that you learned at Encounter? What's something that stood out to you the most that you brought back with you? Something that really stood out for me was the last night we had a big like youth group um, gathering just with GCR, and we talked about things that we uh, wanted to see from this youth group, and it was really cool seeing how open we were with each other and seeing how comfortable we comfortable with each other we were to say things that we want to see more of in the youth group. So that was really uplifting to see the so this openness that I, I've always wanted for our youth group and that I, I finally got to see it. Okay, Lily, what do you bring back with you? Um, <clears throat> sorry. So at Encounter, they talked a lot about how the devil tries to um, attack you through self-isolation. And I took that from camp that um, you have to surround yourself with uh, God lovers and people who um, are constantly striving to be closer to God. And through like all of your doubts, like you can know that you have people around you that will support you through it. And so from Encounter, I took that I have people around me who will support me through my walk with God. Um, so like they said, one of my favorite things that I took home, I learned just as much as they did. And just the vulnerability of these teens to be able to share what's going on and realizing that they're not alone. They, we have each other and we have other students in this church that are going through the same things. We took 27 kids and just seeing them all rely on each other all throughout the week and learn from each other, learn from the teachers, but also just from each other was so powerful. Okay, now that you've said something that you learned, I want to talk about how do you think what you learned can help transform the youth group here? I think just, again, with vulnerability, just being able to grow closer and to be able to have a, a strong foundation for when, like, I'm, gl I'm glad I have such a strong foundation that I'm graduating, that I know that even though Lubbock's not far away, uh, I have people that I can call and I can talk to that, that won't uh, abandon me and that won't make me feel like I'm on, it's only me that's happening to. So I'm real happy that, or I, I'm glad that we're, I got to see just how much love that the youth group has for each other and how much, how willing they are to be there for each other. Thank you, Will. Okay, Lily, what do you think? Um, I think, so a lot of people feel this way sometimes where they feel like they're isolated and, and that they're all alone. And so um, what I can take from that to help further the youth group is just making sure that people know that they're not alone and that they know that they have um, students and 
um, interns or youth ministers who will help them through their walk with God and they can know that they're not alone and that they have people around them. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, en- Encounter was awesome this year. And for me, um, it was so encouraging that, that that night that Will was talking about where we just went around and we just, we asked the question, what, what do you need from this youth group that you're not getting right now? What, what is it that this youth group can do to bless you that, that right now is not happening? And the, the answers that we got from there were amazing. And the responses were some of our students just stepping up and saying, not, not just here's what I need, but here's how I can meet that need for you. Here's how I can step into that for you. And so we started to see some leaders uh, rise up in our group and, and really the, the words take ownership and buy-in were thrown around by students. Those are usually like uh, adult businessman words, I think, but, but these are students saying, I wanna buy into this. I wanna take ownership. I wanna make this mine. So it was just really exciting. Um, another camp that we do is Camp Champion and it's for junior high students. And one of the things that I love about that, I'm going to, Jaden is, is going to come up here and she's going to talk to you about what Champion is. But one of the things that I love, you'll notice that we don't have uh, junior high students coming up here. These are some of our high school students, is that these students have an opportunity to go and spend a week pouring into our junior high students. And not just our junior high students, but hundreds of junior high students from all over as teachers. And so um, I'm really appreciative of that. And I'm going to hand it over to Jaden. Right. Morning, church. So Camp Champion, we did just a couple weeks after Encounter, and like you said, this is our middle school camp, so 6th through 8th graders get to come to LCU, and what I love about Champion is that it is a totally immersive camp, and so they pick this theme, and if you didn't know, our very own JE is one of the directors that makes it happen and designs the whole thing, and it is so impressive and fun for all of these students, but they're getting to learn about the story of God and about their part in that story through this theme all week long. And so this year it was medieval and J.E. wore his kilt all (laughs) week long. It was very awesome. But they got to learn. (laughs) They got to learn about this kingdom and they were in this story. And by the end of the week, they find out that they're a part of this kingdom of God and that it's not a kingdom that's supposed to be building up walls, but it's a kingdom where they get to go out and be the light to the rest of the world and to bring people into this kingdom. And so one of my favorite parts is watching like our interns were counselors and to see these college students pouring into middle schoolers. And by the end of the week, the middle schoolers are cheering and like, I wanna go out and be the light of the world. And it's so exciting for all of them. But my favorite part was getting to teach with these high schoolers and they did such a fantastic job. And we got to meet a couple weeks before we go up to Champion and just plan like, what do middle schoolers need to hear? And teaching is a big commitment at Champion because you teach the same class 12 times in a row. And the way we set it up, we did stations. And so these kids taught the same thing 48 times in a row. Very impressive. But they did such a great job coming up with what they think middle schoolers needed to hear. And part of that was just, how do we include others better? And they came up with that and just talked about all the different ways that Jesus included others, people that we didn't expect him to include. He always found those people and included them. And so to see them go out and teach, like J.E. said, hundreds of middle schoolers on how do we do that better and how do we feel included, but how do we bring other people to this table, to this party of being with Jesus and living life with him. And so I'm going to ask them a few questions about what that was like for them. And I'm going to start with Clark. 
What was something that was challenging about teaching at Champion? Something that was challenging for me is that I'm most of the kids' age that are going to Champion as like students, and so I'm having to teach people that are the same age as me, so. Um, the most challenging part for me was probably just waking up every day, having the energy to talk to these people three times, like 12 <laughs> times a day, but I did it, I did it. <laughs> um, I think the most challenging part for me was, like Caroline, we like have to get up and you know say the same things over and over, but just being intentional about keeping it like as profound as the first time. And um, like, not that we just had a script that we were reading off of, but that we believe the words that we were saying and pouring into these kids just as well as the first time. Yeah. And they did a great job at that. They kept the energy up all week long. And so my next question is, what was the most rewarding thing for you for teaching from Champion? Okay, I think the most rewarding thing for me is um, so it's really special because as high school students, we're just a couple years older than the junior high students that we're teaching. And then the college students um, that are their counselors are just a couple years older than us. And so as we're, as the week goes by, we're pouring into the junior high students. And then like our classes would, our class would finish and these college students would just come and speak so much life in us and pour into us. Um, and just tell us like, we're doing the right thing for the kingdom and we're like, we're doing a good job at what we're doing. For me, the most rewarding thing was probably just, um, so we were talking about inclusion and why it's important to include others, but I think that's an important thing for us to hear too, and so I think I definitely got a lot out of that. Something rewarding for me was just knowing that I, I was able to make a difference in like lives of those of the people that are the same age as me, and so. My next question is, how did this experience transform you? The experience transformed me because like, it's just, it's just really good to be able to teach people and let them know about like God and stuff, so. Um, this probably transformed me in just the way of like, like I said, we were talking about inclusion, but it's a hard thing for me to do sometimes. And I think because I was saying it over and over again, I definitely learned that I need to be better at it and it's definitely helped me be better at it. Um, I think the way I was transformed is, um, what was, oh, I forgot my answer. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, okay, here it is. Um, <laughs> Uh, the way I was transformed is we would give kids to a uh, chance to like share their story with us a little bit. And so like these kids that come from a good background and have a strong faith, um, it's really encouraging to see kids younger than me having that. Um, and then also kids that come from a harder background and they are like just wanting, striving to be like Jesus. And so just the life in the little kids that are not, they're, they're not little, but in the younger kids, um, is just so encouraging and transforming to see. Yeah. And my last one is, how do you think this experience transformed our group, our youth group? Okay, I know my answer for this one. <laughs> um, I definitely, like, okay, I've, I grew up going to Champion, and so um, in the different youth groups, I've seen high school students teach me, and, like, I would get so excited. I would be like, okay, as soon as I get in high school, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, like, be so excited to teach this class to students. And so I hope that as our kids went through it and just all the kids that came through, 
Um, but especially our group that to see that like that it's possible and it's fun to teach um, the kids younger than us because I was so excited to do that whenever I was in junior high. Um, and yeah. Okay, I think that um, it just transformed us in the way that um, the other kids in our youth group can see us teaching, just like teaching kids that are only a couple, year young, couple years younger than us um, and see that it doesn't have to be just adults that teach them and like teach them these impactful things in their life. For me, um, I was thinking, because I went to a champion class where my brother and sister were teaching one time uh, and they were doing a str Stranger Things theme. And I just remember like even the moment where my brother walked out in a costume, I was just so excited to go there. And so I just remember like I wanted to give other kids that feeling, like not just excited to learn about God, but like to have fun in this place. So And so I just want to end this by saying how proud I am of these leaders and the way they stepped up. Like I got to see the Lord use each of them in such a special and unique way as these students came through. And so with Katie's group, I got to see her lead these middle schoolers through scripture and really dive deep into what the Lord has to say to us through that. And then Caroline prayed over every single group that came through with her, and that was so powerful to see her praying over them every single time. And then Clark was someone who listened to people's stories and also shared his own stories and just practicing being vulnerable with each other. And so in each of these ways that are unique and different, getting to see their different strengths and how the Lord can use us in such unique but mighty ways. These students did a great job of being bold in their faith and being courageous, and I'm just so very proud of them. Uh, one more group of students that I want to bring up is a, a group that we we actually just got back from uh, our mission trip this year to Honduras. And so if all of our mission trip guys will come up here, uh, our students are up on stage, and then I'm also going to ask, uh, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Where are you? There you go. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Uh, while they're coming up here, I'm going to ask uh, if our summer intern, Nate, and, uh, and Seth Rao will just stand up where they're at, because these two uh, came and, and were like an immense help on this, this trip and poured into our kids. And so I'm just so thankful for, for their willingness. Uh, whenever we first announced that we were going to, to Mission Lazarus at a parent meeting, um, I remember Seth made a beeline for me right after the meeting. He said, I want to go on that trip. I love Mission Lazarus. I want to be a part of that. Anything I can do to help. And he was, he was true to his word. So thank you. Thank you, Nate, for, for coming. Um, now I know what you're thinking. Uh, if you're planning a international trip to go and do hard manual labor in some really challenging conditions, this is your team, right? <laughs> this, is, this is what you're thinking. Um, we want the, I want those four guys. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I was a little nervous about this trip. And I, I shared this with these guys. This is not news to them. I was a little nervous about this trip. And, that, and actually, there was a point where I thought this trip wasn't going to happen. And so we were getting closer and closer. And we were looking at the deadline. And I was like, I, I just don't know if we can make it work. Uh, and again, I, I called Seth and talked to him. He was very encouraging. Like his passion like reignited my fire. And like, no, we're going to do it. And so we did it. And, and so one of the things that Mission Lazarus, if you don't know, they do a lot of different things. They have an, an orphanage there where they care, care for 
children. They have trade schools where they teach people how to earn a living uh, by learning a trade and leather work and sewing and metal work and all these things. And so they, they provide a lot of different resources for people, not just, not just handouts, but, but help in building their own lives. And um, what we got to go down and do is we got to help build latrines for families that are, are in these villages that, that don't have running water, don't have plumbing, don't have electricity, um, that are living in what we might, I, I, I think I was talking with Nate, some of the houses that we were, uh, that we were at that we were helping, um, some of us wouldn't even park our lawnmower in that shed. And it was just kind of eye-opening to see the way that these people were living and the joy that they had in living that. And so I'm not going to take all their stories away, but I'll tell you this. Um, I was nervous about taking uh, a, a smaller, younger group down to do such hard work because uh, like we're having to lift things that weigh 400 pounds and move them a long ways. And we're having to work with like sharp sheet metal and stuff like that. And, and I was like, I don't know how much we're going to do. And so they asked us, Mission Lazarus asked us, how many latrines do you think you can do? And, and I was like, I don't know, maybe like 10. Do you think 10 is doable in the time that we're there? And he's like, well, maybe like, I think, I think we could do it. And if you don't hit 10, then, um, we'll, we'll have an extra one, get another group to, to, pick that one up if you're not able to hit 10. I was like, okay, that's great. Uh, we'll, we'll try for 10. But these guys blew me away because the first day we went out, they, they had kind of prepped us like, we think you know two a day is probably a good amount, which we were only there for three days. So you do the math, that's not 10. Uh, but they had told us like two a day is probably a good amount. But the first day we went out, we built four latrines. We doubled what they said we could do. And yeah, give them, yeah, I, I hear some clapping. That's good. And then the second day that we went out, we built five latrines. And, and so we were already at nine after just two days. And these guys were doing so good, like that some of the people that were working there came up to our group and they said, you guys are building these things so fast. There's other groups who haven't been able to hit their goal. They've paid for these latrines. Can you can you do more for us? And so we ended up building 13 latrines instead of just 10. And so I was just blown away because these guys worked hard. They didn't complain. They got the job done. And like they, they developed these systems like to, together, working together and communicating. And so it was awesome. I don't want to, I, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from what they're going to share. But, uh, but I do want for them, I want you to hear their experience on this because uh, one of the reasons we do, are doing these trips is because of our, our breakthrough, uh, right? And, and we're talking about where God meets us and transforms us. And one of those places is when we're living on mission we're, and we're participating in mission. And so um, on a trip like this, there's a lot of opportunities to have your perspective changed on the world. And so that's what I want to start off asking is, how, how did this trip change your perspective? That... Um so, like, in Honduras, as you said, they don't have much, but they just seem so happy with the little they have. And so that just, that just made me think, like, we, like, I, when I go home, I kind of want to have much, like, I don't, I want to have less because I feel like that would make me more happy than I am right now. Realizing how much uh, stuff we have, as in living in America, to where it's really naturalized, 
we're thinking, oh yeah, this is just how the rest of the world is living. It's, it's really humbling to go to a different country and realize that they don't have anything and they're, they're willing to give up the little they have because they're so thankful that we're giving them something that so little doesn't mean as much to us, but it's, it was really nice. Just, it was really humbling, basically. It was uh, really, really humbling. Um, there's, so we hiked up this one, up to one house, and the 400, con the 400 pound concrete slab was already there, and like, they rolled it all, like it was a square slab, and they rolled it all the way up the hill, which was, like there was three of them, and then it took seven of us to lift it, like it was crazy, and they, already, they had already got it up there, and they got all the sheet metal and stuff up there, it was just really nice for them to do that, and then, after that, we went, uh, we walked back down the hill, and next door, we're like, we looked up, and they had coconut trees. It was like, hey, uh, could we have a coconut, and or a few coconuts? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm sorry, this is very awkward. I've never done this before. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they like climbed up. They got like six or seven coconuts for us, and they like chopped them and. It's just very, like, in America, it's just like a totally new, totally different culture. Like, someone could walk up to your front door like, hey, could I have a coconut? And you're just like, no, go buy one. <laughs> it's just very nice. Hold up, hold up. Let me get my notes out real quick. <laughs> I, I was not prepared. All right. When I went there, my perspective is not as poor as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I thought we were going to be like in tents or something like that. Um, it was still pretty poor, though, but at least they had like not the best houses, but I mean, they still had something. Uh, we got to provide a toilet for 13 blessed families, and it was really humbling for me because, you know, we get to wake up and go to the bathroom, like walk down a hall, but they had to go out in the jungle. and. Me, personally, I'm not getting out in a jungle at, like, 12 o'clock, <laughs> but that's just me. But, yeah, it was really humbling for me. All right, and so um, one of the things that we're hoping that happens whenever we go, like, we want to be a blessing to other people, but we also know that as we do that, God works on us, too, right? God transforms us, and so... How do you, th was, was there anything that, that stood out in your head that maybe this is how God is trying to transform me through this trip? What, what kind of transformation do you think God might be trying to do in your life through a trip like this? Um, when we were there, after we built every latrine, we would pray over the family we had just built for one. And I refused to pray until the last latrine we built. And so I feel like that just kind of made me think like, these people don't care if I mess up. Like, I was worried that I would mess up and it would, like, ruin the whole thing. But these people did, wouldn't have cared if I had, like, said something wrong. And so that just made me think, like, God may be transforming me to, in, like, be more open with, like, public praying and stuff. So. So everyone there speaks Spanish, and it was it was difficult communicating with them because not a lot of them knew English, and I didn't. I'm not. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it, it, there was a there's a, a language barrier everywhere we went. So it was a little frustrating, and I think God helped me learn patience a little better. So I think that's where I grew on the trip. Kind of like just what Clark said, it made me more comfortable with um, public speaking. I mean, not not really public speaking, but public speaking. Uh, <laughs> church speaking. I prayed, I think, one time, but it was uh, kind of difficult for me because I'm pretty introverted. So it just, just helped me out. I did not practice at all for this. Um, I feel like Christ transformed me in being more social because there was a lot a lot of people, especially Kevin. I feel like Kevin's like the, an absolute dog there. It's like the driver. He let me do the aux and everything. Love my music. Um, and he made, made me realize how much I like to serve others and bless them to put a smile on their face. Because every time we did a toilet, we would pray for them and take a picture. And even though they didn't really smile much, you could definitely tell that they were blessed of what we did for them and I'm not really big on working together with people I'm kind of a solo kind of guy and they didn't make it much better um but <laughs> I was kidding <laughs> uh nah but once I really got to know them it was pretty easy we all got to work together and yeah hold on one more story all right while we were lifting the 400-pound slab, see, they thought it was a great idea for me to hold it with one hand on the handle and step over a tree trunk. Well, I almost fell in the hole. You see, I would have been stuck in that well, 10-foot well, probably would have broke my neck or something like that. But Not very good teamwork, as you can tell. So I give these guys another round of applause. Um, There, there was a lot of laughter on this trip. And, and one of the things that I love about all of our trips, camps, mission trips, all, all of those things, is that there's so many opportunities for connection to happen. And you could tell, like, when we all showed up at the airport together day one, like, we were all a little quiet. Like, we weren't really talking with each other much. Like, we, we know each other from church, but we don't really know each other yet. And so, it, you know, it was like conversation was a little strained. But by the end of the week, like, we're laughing, we're joking, we're playing around with each other because we spent 24 hours a day eating breakfast together, working hard together, um, just taking in the beauty of, of, of the place that we were in together. And so I loved seeing the connections that happened between these students themselves, between me and these students. And so God, God blessed me and transformed me through this trip in a lot of the same ways you, you just said. Like, it, it is humbling. Uh, it's a reminder that, that I'm more blessed than I could ever even imagine. And, and so just realizing that and trying to be a little bit more grateful uh, and the reminder that I shouldn't hoard my blessings. Like whenever I'm blessed, uh, I should share it. I should give that away. And the, the coconut story, we talk about the coconut story several times since the, since the trip. And even Nate today in class was talking about the coconut story. And it, it is crazy. Like you, if you were sitting on your front porch and a busload of strangers who didn't speak your language just walked up into your yard and said, can we have one of your coconuts? Like we, we wouldn't receive that. Like we, we would be uh, taken aback, I guess, by a situation like that. But, but literally 
a guy took off his shirt and his shoes and he climbed up that tree to knock down as many co coconuts as we could. And we probably spent an hour there just him knocking down coconuts and, and the, I mean, I say him, there's several, like, it seemed like there was a mother and a father, their children, and, and maybe some other children that several generations that were all living in this one house. And for an hour, we just sat there and they shucked coconuts for us and cut them open and we were drinking the milk and we were just hanging out and we were try, trying to talk through translators as best we could, but, but the language barrier didn't matter because what mattered is we've got something that we're sharing together. And we shared this moment and we shared these coconuts. And so it was a pretty powerful moment. You wouldn't think a coconut would be that powerful, but it made an impact. It made an impact on me. And so uh, I'm just thankful for these guys for being willing to, to take a chance on a big, scary trip that we didn't know much about going into it. But I'm just thankful for you guys. So thank you very much for coming on the trip. So, and then y'all can, can have a seat. Is it, okay, I, was, I realized as I was talking that I had two mics, and so I'm not sure which one was, was being used. Um, this summer really has been awesome. Like, it's the beginning of this firework, and, uh, and we've seen some things that we've been hoping for in, in, in our youth group for since I've been here. We've seen some leaders start to take own ownership of what's going on. We've seen people breaking out of their shells and, and, and being willing to make connections with people that they didn't know, and we're seeing our youth group start to come together um, and love each other more and, and be more like Jesus, and it's exciting. And so today, I, I know this is like the sermon, I don't have a lesson. I just had these stories that I wanted to share with you because I wanted, I've been blessed by seeing it and I want for you guys to see what a blessing it is, what God is doing in our group. And, you know, we, we went through our, our whole breakthrough campaign where we're talking about these formation zones. And there's so much power in this that when we pay attention to where God is working and if we're willing to step into and lean into those places, we get to be a partner in that transformation. And I think there's, there's two ways you can be transformed. Uh, there's probably a lot of ways, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna boil it down, oversimplified into two, all right? Um, if God is a sculptor, you can be a rock and he can chisel stuff away from you. But I think that's more painful, more difficult, more challenging, takes longer. You could be that, or you can be clay soft and malleable and, and it's a little bit more gentle and he can still shape you either way. And the truth is he's going to shape you either way. And so all of the exciting things that are going on this summer are a reminder to me and hopefully a reminder to you um, to soften ourselves, to humble ourselves and to be ready and lean in where God is transforming us. Um, Corey, I didn't give you a cue, so, but y'all can start coming up here. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Um, I just got back Thursday, or actually Friday morning at 4 a.m., so we didn't have time to, to prep a lot of this stuff. But, um, but I'm just thankful for, for what God is doing in our group. And, and, I, and I think that our group is like a, like a barometer of what God is doing in our, in our bigger church family. And, and, and that's one thing that it, I try to remind our kids all the time is like, our youth group is not a separate thing. Like, we are all GCR. God is doing something with all of us here. And so I've just been encouraged by that. And, and, and I pray that you would be encouraged by that too. And that it would remind you to lean into those areas, take a step out of your comfort zone, try something new, try something scary and see what God can do with that. Maybe so.